At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Current Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies. Dressed head to toe in the freshest fits. All designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frost box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code WELCOME. If you're a beginning podcaster someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcasting platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify Podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are back again. Welcome back to another weekly recap. The Mavs Outsides Podcast. I am one half of your host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese. MFR25 on Twitter, if you have not fucking heard. Um, apparently, Kenny817 has not heard because he just fucking followed me back like less than a minute ago before we hit record. And that's the homie. So if the homie don't know that I had a new Twitter, I, I'm really fucked up out here. But anyway, joint as always by Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs, a.k.a. Courtside Bibbs, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> AKA the Nico Negotiator, uh, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter. 
bibscorner.com for all of your bibs corner content including the have you seen podcast um dallas mavericks i'm gonna be honest i don't remember the fucking score and i'm not looking the score up the dallas mavericks lost to the charlotte hornets today period period that's all that matters like the score doesn't matter if we lost by one we lost you know why it's bad because it's to the charlotte hornets they just swept us swept like we only played them two times this season and it happened in three days and they and to be honest this wasn't a oh man we almost had them nope nope Bibbs, you were at the game. And to be honest, I don't even want to recap this game. There's some things I do want to address. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's some things you want to address. I'm just saying, personally, I don't want to, like, recap it like we usually do. Right. Um, Don't want to recap the game because, to be honest, if you want us to recap the game, you could just go listen to the last recap because this was the exact same script as last game. Right. Like, it, like, beat by beat. This was like yeah. when you see a movie and you're like, Okay, and then a sequel comes out, and you're like, I don't know if that movie needed a sequel, but all right, sure. And it's beat by beat, the exact same fucking plot. Finding Dory, 22 Jump Street, like, with, it's the exact same plot, okay? Doesn't mean it's bad. In this case, it is. But doesn't mean those movies are bad, but it's the exact same plot. Um, the Mavs get down big early. They continue to be down big to the Charlotte Hornets. Starting off slow, they start closing the gaps or mounting the comeback. And then the Charlotte Hornets say, no, no, no. Then break off again. Dennis Smith Jr. (laughs) Puts a dagger in our heart to kill the game. Literally happened Friday and today. Can't make this up, to be honest. It's amazing to be quite honest. But anyway, um, Bibbs, you are at the game. Um, aside from like whole Mavs shit aside, how was the experience? How was the game? Um, <clears throat> it was cool. We got there early. The tickets I got, I had a uh, flight deck access, which is like a bar restaurant they have inside their arena. So we went oh. check that out. Uh, $40 buffet, stuff like that, um, which was cool. And they had like at the seats, you had also a monitor right in front of you. So you could, uh, watch it looked like i'm saying it you can watch 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 the game uh, on the monitor while you were up there you still had a good view of the view of the court as well but we we stayed in the seat most of the game uh view was nice you know we had some good seats and then like i said nico came and sat like right in front of me (laughs) like not right in front of me right in front of me or he would have heard a lot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but close enough to where I was able to accost him after the third quarter. Yeah, how did that uh how did that interaction go? I saw you speak a little bit about it on Twitter. I thought you were joking at first. So this ain't usually how I move. Okay. At all. So what sparked this? What was like, nah, right. fuck, I gotta say something to do. <laughs> first of all, the fact that he was that close. Right. Was like I've been in these types of positions before and I didn't act on them. Um and I was like, no, nah, I'm I'm not gonna be a bitch today. Um, <laughs> I I'm not even gonna lie. The homie slid me an anxiety pill, and that might have been what pushed me over the edge. <laughs> might have been what what allowed me to to boy to- popping perkies at the Hornets game. That's- <laughs> <laughs> 
He went to the LeBron James of pills and got him an anxiety pill. Oh, man. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> to survive two Mavs losses against the Hornets, I probably needed to be under the influence of something. I probably need five perks to survive the rest of the season. <laughs> but uh, I went, I, I was like, I'm going to do it at halftime. Like, I was like, we still getting killed. Because what was happening was Mark Williams, li- literally they were posting up Mark Williams on anybody. Or they would just give it to Mark Williams. Mark Williams would be like, I'm going to just throw it at the rim, and then I'm going to go get it myself since nobody on this team can rebound or out-jump me. And he was doing, he did that multiple times where he just throw it up on the rim and then went and got it himself and put it back. That easy. Um, so I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Like at halftime, I'm going to tell him I need a big man. Like we, we need a big man. But then at halftime, he got up immediately and walked to the locker room, I guess. And then he took a long time coming back. So I was like, dang, I missed my shot. Uh, I, I pissed down my leg. I blew the, blew the opportunity. But then he came back. I was like, bet, after the third quarter, I'm going to do it. After the third quarter, I asked my friend, I was like, am I tripping for, for wanting to do this? <laughs> He's like, it's not something I would do, but <laughs> if you, if you want to do it, go ahead. And then I was like, fuck it. So I went, <clears throat> I didn't like walk up on him on him. I like, he was on the end of the aisle. I was on the end on the next, like on the same row. Like he was in one section. I was in the other section. He was on this end. I was on the same end. So like we were right across the aisle from each other, but like I was a little bit further back. So I walked down, I stayed on my side and aisle, reached across the rail. I was like, Hey, Nico. He was like, Hey, what's going on? I was like, Hey man, I'm a mass fan. I don't really get to see the team that often. Uh, glad to be in the building. I appreciate what you're doing. You got to give me a big man this summer, though. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get me a big man this summer. And then he did like the all man, like he did like the all man laugh, like it turned his head a little bit. But I was like, that's all I'm saying. I'm going to let you go. Enjoy the game or whatever. But um, yeah, man, he he laughed it off and then he didn't seem bothered afterward, but like the security lady in the area started act, like looking around. I was like, I'm better not get tossed out this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better not get tossed. He laughed it off and went to security like, like the Chris Paul meme, like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, you saw, I don't know if you saw, Kyrie got a fan kicked out of the game. Yeah, I did see that. And then multiple times throughout the game, Luca was talking directly to fans like that were sitting courtside. Like, I think at the end of the game, <clears throat> it looked like Luca went over and said something to somebody. Yeah. Like before he started shaking hands, and like you could see someone that worked for the Mav was coming over to get him, but Luca had already started walking away. But I and couldn't he, tell. Yeah, he was talking to fans in multiple sections of like he talked to some fans that were between the benches. Like what closer to the Mavs bench, he like was walking, pacing back and forth, talking to somebody. And I was like, Yeah, that looks very hostile, whatever Luca's doing. And like Jason Kidd kind of walked over and like patted him on the arm a couple times. Like, all right, Luca, we get it. Like, all right, Luca. But he Luca kept going and Jason Kidd didn't like jump in enough. Luca did it for like a whole timeout break, like a solid minute of him like talking to this person. And like one of the other people on the road, like got up to like do the reverse cam with Luca in the back behind them type thing. And like, then the dude stopped, like as he started to do it. So I think Luca said something to him. Like it was, it was, it was ugly. Like Luca was tripping. Um, it was, it was rough, man. Um, there were more Mavs fans than Hornets fans. I will say that. 
I think you said something like that. You were like, you know, Mavs fans deep in hell, and they, they travel well. Something yeah. like that. I, I, Mavs fans were deep in there, and it's not unusual for there to be a lot of the other team's fans at a Hornets game. I think yeah. I told you the Knicks game, it was like half and half. Well, that's the Knicks, though, so that's kind of expected. That was expected. This was not. This was yeah. Luka jerseys. I saw Maxi jersey, like Slovenia jerseys. Like, I saw it all. And, like, when Luka got introduced, they tried to do it, like, immediately after the anthem. Like, people were still shuffling back, like, sitting down. Like, they were like, number 77, Luka Dodge, and still people still went crazy. Loud. They would cheer louder for Luka being announced than any of their players being announced during the announcements. Uh, when Kyrie came out, because he came out at the last minute, he didn't shoot around with the guys. He came out at the last minute. People got up. They were taking pictures, screaming, hollering like it was Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. Like it was, it was crazy. Bad Bunny is crazy. Yeah, it was. I was like, and then it was this dude. Oh my god! I wish I should get my friend here to like confirm it. It was this dude sitting in a row in front of us, Hornet Hornet geared out. But anytime Luca or Kyrie did something, he was loud as. Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie, Luca, yeah. My friend was in like every time I he would yell like my friend and like a dude in front of my friend just kept staring at him like this dude is all cracked like yeah he was drunk or something bro he was lit he probably did a line he might have he might have been been sniffing them things but that booger sugar might he might have been on some stuff off them jiggers. I don't have any more. That Snow White, he had been skiing the slopes. He was on that Lindsay Lohan. Um, he might have been on reference, I don't mean Lindsay Lohan was doing coke. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> he, he was on that white girl. That's what... He might have been on that Tony Montana. In the hood, that's what they call cocaine, white girl. So. All right. Christina Aguilera. Hey, he know the song. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this, this was... We're not exaggerating. It was literally a beat for beat uh, showing of the Mavs and of the Mavs Hornets game for Friday. Um, Early on, the way it started, I said, "Okay, we're not going to win this game. Like when I saw from the jump that they were coming out, like playing the exact same way that they played Friday. I have a tweet and I was about to tweet it and it's in the drafts right now. I didn't tweet it because it was still early in the game. And I'm like. I ain't going to tweet this yet. Now I'm going to read it on air. I'm not going to tweet it, but I'm going to read it on air. Either this team has given up on the season or they've given up on Coach Kidd. Doesn't really matter either way because it's visible regardless. That's the way it looked to me, honestly. And I I felt, you know what? It's too soon to tweet this. I still think we're going to lose, but I'm going to wait till the end. Still didn't tweet it, but I still believe it's true. Um, I don't know what's going on with this team. Like, understand and i told bibs this i said this whole first half of the show is gonna be tweets is talking because there's a lot of shit going on on the timeline within the fandom whether it be about luca Kyrie, what the team should do for the rest of the season what's going on with the team and i i don't even know where to start but i think i'll start with the Kyrie thing and it's not everybody. We know who it is. It's like media and outside media trying to blame all of this on Kyrie. Let's debt that right now. And I'm probably preaching to the choir because most of the people I feel like who listen to our podcast aren't really blaming Kyrie or aren't one of those people blaming Kyrie. But in case you are, cut it the fuck out. 
this team had issues before Kyrie got here. And I saw somebody say on Twitter, we were the fourth seed. Shut the fuck up, bro. Like, <laughs> a fake fourth seed, bro. A full fourth seed. Like, the difference between the four and the seventh seed at that time was not big. Like, we could have easily fallen, which we have. Right. Uh, this is not Kyrie's fault. You could say, hey, he's not, he's not playing up to standard in the last two games. That is absolutely true. You can say that. That, that know he's dealing with plantar fasciitis. <laughs> he shouldn't even be playing. Right. To be completely honest. He shouldn't be playing. Nope. Um, I just wanted to get that Kyrie thing out of the way. Uh, you want to give thoughts on it, even though I'm pretty sure I know what you think. But still. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, I'm really annoyed by the fact that people are trying to make it like Kyrie's the problem. Um, and when I say people, I don't see a lot of it from inside the fan base, like you said. But like even the TMZ article, like tried to make it sound like Luca said Kyrie was the problem. Goofy shit. Um, Our school as well. And I'll say I got all their shit blocked. So I what yeah, I knew them. I forgot to do it on my new page. And when I saw that, I said, "Up." Oh. <laughs> but I think I'll say this because Mavs fans have been defending, like saying this, Mavs fans have been defending Kyrie that could go positively towards him wanting to stay like because of how adamant we are that he's been a positive or he's not the problem so it's possible um like again it could be a factor because he's probably used to people not having his back in those scenarios yeah or maybe they did and we just didn't see it because we were like outside the fan bases but It, it, it all depends on if stuff like that matters then. Right. Um, I think it does based on you know, how he carries himself. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, the next thing, just, just to get that Kyrie thing out of the way, the next thing is Luca. Um, it's been a lot of talk about. There's always talk about Luca on the timeline. He's the franchise player. But right. things have been a bit different lately, especially after his comments after the, after the, um, the game Friday. I want to be very sensitive with how I say what I'm about to say. Because mm. I don't want to come off insensitive. Um, Luca spoke Friday about, you know, he, he's not really smiling out there or he's not feeling himself. Obviously, Luca's English isn't amazing, but you got the gist of what he was saying. Um, and, and we know for some months he's been dealing with the thing uh, with his mom. Uh, the legal situation, if that is even still going on. She was at the game Friday. I'll give you an update on that. Okay. Uh, apparently in December, they did come to some sort of agreement. His uh, So he dropped his lawsuit against his mom, and she allegedly, apparently, uh, one of my followers sent the documentation to show that she did pass the rights back over to him in December. With okay. that said, we still hadn't seen her until, yes, like Friday. Yeah, that was the first time she's been over here. So you have to imagine, like, if he's if he was as close to his mom as we think he was, which I do think he was very close, especially with his dad not being in the picture, really, um, for most of the last the better the last part of his life. The um, to have to go through that even for like three, four months, definitely probably damaged their relationship. So now she's here and he's having to actually confront what damage was done to the relationship. I yeah. think that could definitely be a factor. <clears throat> we know whatever's bothering him is not simply on the basketball court. It's off the basketball court as well because he said that. Right. I 
want to preface everything I'm about to say by saying, you know, all of that. And I understand that I sympathize with him. I hope he figures out whatever he has going on off the court so he can get right mentally because that's what matters the most. Now that I got that out the way, let me say this. But a lot of y'all are taking what he said and are now using it as an excuse for his play and the shit that he does. And I saw it today. And I saw it from a couple people. I saw it from Matei as well. And I love Matei. Like, we've had Matei on the podcast. Matei is always welcome on the fucking podcast, you ask me. I saw it from, maybe Matei's is different because, like, that's that's like a hometown guy to him. So he, he connects with it differently. But he's not the only one I saw it from. Right. <clears throat> I understand <laughs> that the season is going bad and y'all have to find a place to either direct blame or direct reason. But let me tell you something. Y'all were talking shit about the shit Luca was doing all season. And you know why? Because the main issues he has on the court, he's had his entire career. We're not going to sit. Like I said, I hope he figures everything out off the court for himself because that matters. But I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, man, Luca's situation with his mom is the reason he's not focused on fucking defense. Luca's situation with his mom is the reason that when the Mavs get down and he's not playing well, he's pouting on the court and the energy bounces off to other players on the team. And they're not playing with a sense of urgency. Luca's situation with his mom is the reason he comes up the court and takes bad shots and just shoots step backs before anybody else could touch the ball. Luca's situation with his mom is the reason that he's foul baiting and crying when he's not getting fouls that sometimes aren't even fouls. And even if they are fouls, you're not going to get them. And if you're going to argue, at least argue while getting back on defense. No, I'm not going to give him the excuse of, oh, he's dealing with something because this has been his entire career. Yeah. This is not a, oh, I'm going through something thing. This is, hey, you have an issue. You need to fix it thing. Period. Period. I'm not saying I don't sympathize for him or I'm at sympathize with him. I do. But I'm not giving him a pass because of it. And I don't even think that's something that he's trying to do. Like, oh, let me say this to yeah. take. I don't even think that's what he's doing. But but I see a lot of people starting to say, oh, man, I feel bad for Luca. Like people were saying today, oh, man, you could tell something's going on with Luca. I've never seen him play like this. This this ain't Luca. I've fucking seen Luca play like this a lot of times in games, especially when we're down by double digits early. Cut the shit, please. Please. Let's not start doing this. We're not about to give him a pass. And, and I know the Slovenian listeners are about to come out with pitchforks at us like, oh, you don't want Luca on the team. I didn't say that. You don't deserve Luca. We don't deserve. I didn't say that. <laughs> I love Luca. Luca is one of my favorite players in the fucking league. I would be devastated if he left, but I would still be a fucking Mavs fan because I was a Mavs fan before I knew Luca was born. I was a Mavs fan. No, I wasn't a Mavs fan before Luca was born. Anyways. Anyway. Um. 
yeah, I don't I don't want people coming with that, you know, on here we're partial. Like we are unbiased. We will give it to anybody. Pause. Um <laughs> we will criticize anybody. Boy said we pan sexual out here. All right. All right, bro. I mean, we pan what pan slanderable. That's that's what we do. Pan slanderable. Wow. Pan slanderable. Oh, I don't know. Now, pansexual people are about to say we're mocking their sexuality. Um, there's a lot for that. I tried. I told Jerron about Cameron and Mace's sports talk show too. That shit is fucking. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. I just I don't want to see I don't want to see the excuses and the way you've reacted to the things I'm saying. Uh, I assume you agree with me, and I assume you have seen this stuff on the timeline as well. So uh, what, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, so <clears throat> Luca finally comes out and shows like a smidgen of vulnerability. Like usually in press conferences, he's giving generic answers and uh, taking accountability. I got to be better, blah, blah, blah. He came out, he showed a little bit of vulnerability. Like, yeah, I got some stuff going on, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't mean that he wants y'all to focus on that. Like he's not, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it as him making an excuse for himself necessarily, but he was being open for a minute. Like, and to see what people have done, the perversion of this situation has been quite annoying because as you said, nothing new under the sun is occurring with him on the court. Everything that he's doing is stuff that he's done. We talked about it even early in the season, like we, we planned for, and you're going to have these Luca games where he comes out and he looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. He did it several times at the beginning of the year. That's why we were losing to those trash ass teams at the beginning of the year. It's literally the same exact thing. Right. Yeah. Showed up. No, no focus, dumb shots, no defense and get clapped by a sorry ass team. <laughs> It's exactly what happened in the past two days. It has happened 10 to 15 times this year. So to act like suddenly this is something new is stupid. Um, I get that you don't want your to, to, to feel like you're blaming him. And it's not blaming him. This is just acknowledging who he is as a player on the court. Could the outside things be affecting him? Yes. Are they bringing new things into the fold for how he's playing no it may just be getting him there earlier maybe it's getting him there easier to that negative side maybe it's allowing that part of him to show more not more even because even tonight he he had early especially early in the game he had some terrible defensive possessions but he started trying harder later in the game on both sides of the ball like he locked in or whatever and that was how we sparked the comeback. Um, yeah, the the idea of Luca somehow this being some anomaly is is annoying me because it's it skirts responsibility. And I understand not wanting to to give him any additional or hold him responsible. I it's easy to not want to hold your favorites responsible, right? You want to find excuses and reasons for for why things are going the way they are. But at the end of the day. This is part of his personality that he needs to be able to compartmentalize. You got to be able to tune it out in between the lines to a certain degree. And again, I'm not talking specifically to right now. 
I'm talking about when this type of thing occurred. If if right now the outside factors are what are getting him here, I need to know what was getting him there at the beginning of the year. And if there was nothing, then I then when we when he gets through whatever he's going through, I don't shouldn't have to see, I shouldn't see it again. If that's what we're gonna say, if we're gonna say what he's going through off the court is why he's doing the things he's he's doing or having the lapses he's lapsing, not being focused. Then when he's when he's resolving his issues, when he's in a better headspace, I should not see these things anymore. Facts. And that's that's that simple. <sighs> um, yeah, man, the timeline and the fan base is in shambles right now. Um, understatement. Understatement for sure. Um, the biggest thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm very curious of your thoughts, but I feel like we might be in line with okay. uh, I tweeted I after, didn't see it so huh? I didn't see it so I'm going to be hearing this for the first time whatever it is yeah I know you didn't fucking see it um, <laughs> I tweeted I don't know what player y'all think we getting with a top 10 pick that's going to drastically change this fucking team but be fucking for real and I got different replies. This is probably the most replies I've gotten to a tweet since, like, most interaction I've gotten in a mass tweet since I came back. And here's what I mean by this. And <clears throat> this is not me saying, oh, the Mavs should just fucking lose out and just say fuck the playoffs. Like, either way, I don't care. Because, like, if we make the play-in, we might not even make the playoffs. And if we make the playoffs, we're getting bounced first round. Like, it's not even a fucking question. Um. First things first, <clears throat> for the people that want the master tank for a pick, um, there is a thing called the lottery. There is a thing called odds. And right. the Dallas Mavericks have shit odds in history. I don't think the Mavericks have ever moved up from their projected odds spot in the lottery. Right. To my knowledge. Um. But a lot of people were like, man, you know, we, we get a top 10 pick. Uh, Jairus Walker changes us for sure. And and all these other guys. And I'm like, all right, for, first of all, let me say this. These are fucking rookies we are talking about. How often does a rookie truly impact a contending championship team? I'm not saying these dudes wouldn't be good. I'm not saying these dudes wouldn't be good role players on the team, good pieces, maybe even starters. But acting like... We draft in the top 10, and this is a good draft. This is a great draft coming up. Acting like we draft in the top 10, <clears throat> unless it's Vic, Scoot, maybe Scoot, because, like, what? where is he? Unless it's Vic. <laughs> like, what, what's happening? Like, um, what do you, huh? I, I have, well, I'll, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what type of impact y'all expect them to have. And then I have other, then I have, I'm going to read some of these replies. <clears throat> One guy replied with a trade. If we got the 10th pick, so to speak, New York Knicks received the 10th pick. The Dallas Mavericks received Mitchell Robinson Second round pick, Amani Bates, and a 2024 second round pick. Mitchell Robinson, bro. 
I almost said the word. The motherfucker who is currently on Instagram being upset at the Knicks because he's not getting fucking offensive touches. What do you think is gonna happen? You do you think we giving Mitchell Robinson offensive touches? Ne- Come on, dog. Next, you tried this shit with Rudy Gobert. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this question. How many rebounds did Mark Williams have tonight? No, 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 no. Hold up. I need that. I need the answer. I want to hear it on the podcast. A lot. 21 Savage voice. Last time I checked, it was 16, but he I know he probably had a couple more after that. Mitchell Robinson would be a type of big that we need. Okay. That's not the issue. All right. The issue is the other shit that comes with him. He's constantly been an issue in New York, and clearly he wants to be more involved in offense, and that's not gonna happen here. So why would I he think be it would? Why? Jared, we talked about this when Brunson was here. He's not really he's not really he's not a facilitator like Luca is. And Luca is a pick and roll god. So I think he's getting like two touches a game in New York. That's absurd. Now let Luka, me ask you this. Luca's getting him at least five. Would you trade the 10th pick for Mitchell Robinson? Probably. No, I was kidding. I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel like you might be able to do better. I, I think you can do better than the 10th pick. Uh, a top 10 pick, I, I think you can do better. I'm trying to think. We traded, what, 27 for Wood? 26. Same thing. Yeah, 10, 10, 10, is, 10 is very high. Um, and then it was what? Like Mitchell Robinson's. And a rookie. Mitchell Robinson's market is pretty low right now. I'm pretty sure you can get, you don't have to give up a 10th round, 10th overall pick to get Is him. there another Knickerbocker that we could get back that uh, would make that make sense for you? Now, what we would want back is the question. Who would we even. <clears throat> I can't, I can't think anybody off the dome. Moving on. I don't want to sit on this. Right. Uh, someone else said, I think it's the idea of getting a young cornerstone as well as making some other potential big changes this offseason. Um, just because a guy's a 10th top 10 pick doesn't mean he's a cornerstone. Like right. nine times out of 10, a cornerstone is a top three pick. And sometimes you'll get lucky with the other seven. Um, as well as making some other potential big changes this offseason. I don't know what big changes you're going to make if we get our pick. That That's the biggest thing. Uh, someone said, if y'all get Jarris Walker, that's a game changer. I think he adds a lot. Game changes. I, I think y'all just, I think y'all just throwing that term around too much. He looked rough in the last game I saw, and I started questioning how thirsty I was for him. I mean, when the tournament comes and it kind of sheds lights on guys, I'm not saying he's not going to be good in the NBA. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that either. But like, it's not as clean a thing, clean a transition as I maybe thought it would. Yeah. After a couple, after the first couple of games I saw him, I was like, he's ready. But after that last one, I was like, ah, I could see where he might have that rookie adjustment. Uh, shit. If y'all can jump to the top four, there's star power, or y'all can trade it for a lot. Uh, it depends. Um, who will we trade it to? Because if we're trading a top four pick to a team for for a lot that means that team is trying to rebuild and how many right. are in the league are trying to rebuild right now like what star is leaving their team <laughs> i mean dane what star is on a rebuilding team are we going for dane like what what are we doing they already gonna have a top pick most likely so, to say. 
But we swapping picks? Like, what's happening? <clears throat> I'd rather have more young lottery talent than not, considering how shit is. Drastic changes have to be a part of a concerted effort and plan rather than just pinning it all on a kid outside the miracle number one or whatever the fuck building they think they've been doing so far. Okay. I'm not looking for a game changer, but it's better than losing in the play in or the first round. They both suck, to be honest. But someone said, I really like Chris Murray if Mavs stay at 10. I like Chris Murray as well. He's just not a game changer. Never heard of him. You for real? Correct. Who's Chris Murray? Keegan Murray's twin brother. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> like, literally, they, they look yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. like... Like, I turned on the Iowa game, and I'm like, wait a fucking minute, this is an old game? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the boy name was Chris. Yeah. Okay. Um, whatever it is, it's better than missing the playoffs anyway and giving a 12th pick to New York. I'd rather give the pick to New York, to be honest. Um, it's an asset. That's simple, I guess. I mean, hey, can't argue that. Uh, it's better than not having a top 10 pick. I guess I guess I can't really argue that either. Um, someone said, it's hilarious. The team already has two of the top all-star players and fans think a rookie who coach kid will never play will make the team better next year. Mm. And no, that's not me clapping my girlfriend's cheeks. That's me clapping for this tweet. Yes, someone that coach won't play anyway. Um, got some quote tweets too. Hold up. <clears throat> oh wow, Jesus Christ! I did not see this tweet. I'm trading that pick for McDaniel's, Claxton, or Turner. Anything else? You might as well pick the best prospect on the board. I don't think that pick. Get, okay, maybe it gets you Claxton. Depending on what the Nets are doing. I don't think it does. I, it doesn't get you Turner because he's signing an extension. He already did. Exactly. And it's not going to get you McDaniels because why would they trade Jaden McDaniels? Well, I, I I can't say it wouldn't get you Turner because what are the Pacers' plans? He's still old. I mean, that's true, but can he even be traded this offseason? Apparently, he could have been traded th- this year the way his extension was done or something. Okay. From my understanding. Uh, someone said Jarris Walker or Anthony Black changing our lives. I can't tell if he's trolling or not. Um, nobody was that, that, like that, that didn't sound like a troll to me. Yeah, like they like you said, none of them were changing our lives, and they said those two were basically. I, I said they wouldn't drastically change this team. That was my specific word. So I figured maybe he was trolling. I hope so. Uh, nobody besides Wimbenyama, Scoot, and Miller is drastically changing things. At least it's a top 10 pick that could be traded or a young player that's really the benefit. You know what? I'm not going to go through all these. I'm going to just give my opinion. I would much rather not have the pick and then be able to have our picks back that we could then trade for higher talent. Because the thing with a top 10 pick is nine times out of 10, a team with a star isn't looking for that unless they're looking to rebuild. And how many teams around the league are like that? And if they are, they're probably already in the top 10. What's your opinion on the whole thing? Uh, So first of all, the idea of tanking, as people want to put it, 
is never going to be appealing to me. No, it's never going to be something I'm going to openly root for. Like I can't, yay, go Mavs lose. Like that's never going to, never going to come out of my mouth. Um, the idea of lusting after a top 10 pick does not do much for me either. Um, I think that I'm ready to give the pick away. I'm tired of having our pick tied up. So even if we did get a top 10 pick, that doesn't mean Nico's not going to do a pick package of 23, 25, and another one. And it may even be a, like you, people, when they think Dallas Mavs picks, they're thinking mid 20s, 20s at least. Now we get one that's potentially, let's say it is a top 10 pick. We can still do a pick package during the during the draft of 23. I think we traded 27, right? So we can do what, 23, 23, 29. It, was, it might have been 29. So we can do 23, 25, 27 if that's the case and and it would have to be during the draft but that's that's a sexier pick package than whatever future package we would have been able to done if we didn't have this particular pick um and i don't know if actually we might not be able to trade 25 23 27 whatever whatever the point is it's this pick is going to be better than what people will likely expect our future picks to be so it helps boost whatever that trade pick package is but again, it's only after the lottery and before the draft that we'd be able to do that. Uh, or during the draft, I should say. Once that passes, that's it. Like we gotta use that pick, we gotta use that player, whatever. I I can't get that excited about a kid changing because we're we're impatient, right? We got to the Western Conference Finals. Most people thought we were going back again. I just wanted to get to the second round again, personally. But Drafting a 20-year-old, 19-year-old, 18-year-old, they're like you said, they're not usually going to be an impact player right away. <laughs> now, we are so ass in the paint that I do think center, a, a rookie center could do things. Like, if we had Mark Williams, completely different. we're a completely different ball team. I agree. We were getting cooked. Like, he was legit looking like a veteran big against us. I watched him. I watched him maneuver for paint position. I don't think it's hard to look like a veteran big. That's what I'm saying. That's that's how ass we are in the paint. He was maneuvering for paint position, getting the right passing angles. When he didn't have the shot angle, he was putting it on the glass and going back and getting it like cooked us. I need I'm gonna since you didn't give me my number earlier, I'm gonna go find what how many rebounds <laughs> you had. Because it was very pathetic watching this game, watching it go down live and in person like seeing it before it happened and then watching them 15.16 boards cooked and the hornets were feeding him intentionally we left pj washington open so much he could have probably had 40 points if he wanted he finished nine for 22 finished with what 20 how many points did he have 21 points finished nine for 22 but he was (laughs) wide open on almost every shot he took pj washington like, and you know, he's a guy I've liked. I, uh, I do think a rookie big could help this team. With that said, I'm, I, I'm not going to be me. I mean, I'm not going to make that analogy. I'm not going to be over here super excited about uh, uh, getting a draft pick. Like it's, it's fun, you know, as a, if you're just a casual, I don't want to call people casual. 
if you're just like a fan of a team, it's always exciting to get a young, new, hot, fresh thing, right? But the amount of time and energy we invest into this team <clears throat> kind of puts me mentally in a different sphere where any moves that we're making need to feel like they're getting us closer to contending for a championship. And the only reason getting a rookie big man feels like that is because of how shit the rest of the roster is. And that's not a good feeling at all. Like just because the bar is that low doesn't mean it's something I should accept as a positive thing. I'll take it, but we could draft a second round big that could impact this team to, this year. At this point, it is. it's like people are looking to grasp onto anything to, to like hold on to hope. And I get that, but it's like, y'all got to be realistic with yourselves. When has, and it's y'all are talking like a rookie is going to take us over the top and that's just not going to happen. No. When has a rookie ever been drafted to a team? Tim Duncan. Okay, hold up. When <laughs> has a rookie not named Tim Duncan <laughs> come to a winning team and took them over the top, like Magic truly had an impact? Magic Johnson? Like, All right, you know what? <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like a once 20, every 20 years type of situation. In the last 23 years. <laughs> In the last 23 years, when has that happened? Dwayne Wake? No, I was kidding. <laughs> nah. But yeah, like you, it's, it's a once every 20, 20 years type of situation. And again, if we got first pick in Victor Weminyana, we're having a completely different conversation after that draft. And we don't even know if that's like a guaranteed, oh man, going right. to take us over the top. Like, right. I just... At this point, I'd rather us make the playoffs and lose because, for one, we would have content to make. Two, we wouldn't be in a lottery and possibly not convey the pick to the Knicks because I feel like the best thing for us right now is conveying the pick to the New York Knicks and just being clean with it. Ready to move forward with my life. Ready to move forward. Don't have to worry about being shackled with that anymore. We can trade our picks freely as we want, possibly go get some. And it doesn't even really have to be like a star star this offseason, just like somebody. Somebody like this offseason is probably the biggest offseason since. The offseason after we traded for KP. I think. Like the one where they, they went to dinner with him instead of talking to free fucking yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the biggest one since then. Like, we are going to have money. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, we're potentially going to have money. Um, we're going to have, possibly, if we don't land in the top 10, our draft picks. Like, this could be big for building an actual contending team. This team is trying to win now when y'all think about the future. That's that's not what contending teams do. That's not a winning mindset of a contending team either. Because at that point, you're looking past what you're already doing. You don't even believe this team can win. Like, look at what the Blazers did this year. They got the lottery pick. And they're back in the lottery. Like <laughs> Ass. Like, bro, they're lit. Like, Dame is almost hotter. I'm convinced. It, if it's ever going to happen, it's this, this summer. If they land a top three pick, Dame is gone. 
and I hate to see it happen. But like they're probably gonna have to bring him in and say, Dane, please, please let us trade you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, just just put a little statement out saying, just do the do the Kevin Garnett thing. Yeah. Go on TV and cry. Talk about how you really wanted to do it in Portland. But that, you know, maybe time has run its course. Where Dame is going to go, no fucking idea. Because I, I don't know where he's going to go, where he's going to win. Philly, maybe. Miami with Jimmy. Brooklyn. Denver. might still be in Philly. Brooklyn. Denver. Not Denver. Brooklyn. Not Brooklyn. What was I saying? Milwaukee. That's what I Milwaukee. Meant. I don't think they're doing that. Milwaukee, uh, Denver. I don't see Denver doing it. Why not? I don't think some of these teams want to break up what they got or empty the hall. If Denver gets put out before the conference finals again, I think they might. Trade Jamal Murray to Portland. Why would Portland want Jamal Murray? They might want somebody. uh, They got rid of some of their young guys already. They got Anthony Simons over there. They might want Jamal Murray and some picks. But they got Anthony Simons over there. What if they draft? Um, who else did they? Oh, Michael Porter Jr. I don't know. Please. Never mind. <laughs> Fucking catch and shoot, dude. Like, I don't know where Dame goes. Somebody will put together a package. I mean, somebody will want Dame, obviously. Philly's probably the best option I can think of, but. They still got James Harden. He apparently wants to go to Houston again. He's ready to. He's ready to cycle. He's ready to give up and cycle he's back. Fucking weird. Cycle back to the only place he has love, because that shit matters. That shit matters. I don't care what anybody says. That that matters. It matters, but I mean, that's the only place that's got love for him. And if you can't get a ring, then you got to be in the place that has love for you. And that's that's what Dame has been trying to do. But people are tired of watching him lose. Boston. I could see Portland building around Jalen Brown. If they if if Boston f- falls on their face again this year, I could I could see them trying to make a swing. I do think Miami is a what's that package? Tyler Hero. Anthony Simons and Tyler Hero. How's that worse than Jamal or better than Jamal Murray? At least Tyler Hero's a shooting guard. Anthony can play point. Okay. I don't like Anthony Simons as a shooting guard person. I mean, they'd be back in the boat they were in previously, but maybe they, uh, that's maybe, true. Maybe they trade Murray, flip Murray for something else. That's true. Uh, or man, it's hard. Say what? It's hard. Yeah. I, whatever. We can talk about that. Send him to Washington with, uh, with Brad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even get that shit out. Um, yeah, this, uh, this is exhausting me. Uh, this team is exhausting me. I really just wanted to get a lot of that shit out my chest. Do you have anything that you want to like speak on that we haven't already, or you want to add on to anything we spoke on? I feel like we kind of touched most of the things I wanted to talk about. The body language during this game was complete ass cheeks. Yeah. Um, I saw some weird stuff between Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood on the court. Um, Tim Hardaway was talking to fans too, by the way. Uh, terrible terrible body language on the Dennis Smith lob dunk like Tim Hardaway Jr. was his guy defender and after Tim caught or after Dennis caught the dunk like Tim just stood there on the court for like I think it was a timeout so TV might have went away but Tim like stood there on the court where he was like 
I really fucked up. Like, this is on me. Like, he just stood there, like, looked at the ground, looked at the rim where Dennis had just dunked, and, like, slowly slunk back to the, the huddle, like, after everybody else. Like, I almost felt sorry for him in that moment because I feel like he he was one of the few people that played hard every time he was on the court for most of the game. Yeah. Even though he was throwing up bricks, he was he was hustling. And even on the, def- on the defensive end, he was digging in. I... I've given Tim Hardaway a hard time. You know, like we said, we're paying, paying, paying slanderous over here. Uh, but I have to give him nothing but love for, for most of his, his effort in this game, especially early on when nobody else was trying. Of course, more people kicked in once, the, once Luca made some threes. But his energy, is, his energy is infectious, I think. People feed off of his energy, whether or not his shots are falling. His uh, effort, when, when he makes an effort on defense – it's hard not for everybody else to. It sucks that he got backdoored like that to, to seal the deal. And seeing him feel it too also made me feel like I didn't need to slander him myself, basically. Uh, he knew he fucked up. I don't even need to go into him. Yeah, like, he looked depressed enough. I ain't got the pile on. The big man situation is so fucking depressing. I can't even... Just knowing that we... We put ourselves in a position where they, I guess they feel like they can't even do what I would want them to do, which is experiment with some fucking G League dudes right now. Because what does that mean? I mean, Dwight Powell might accept being shut down. Um, JaVale McGee has already essentially been shut down, but it's like, whose roster spot are you giving him? McKinley Wright was the last man on the court working out. Like he was working out by himself for a solid like 15, 20 minutes before everybody else came out. Um, and then he was in street clothes for the game, but I like seeing that dedication, like that hard, that type of that type of work ethic. So I wouldn't want to necessarily see him cut, but like, yeah, man, we we're not even the way our roster is built. We're not even. I mean, we could cut Justin Holiday. What the fuck is he around for? Are we bringing him back next year? Probably not. So cut some of these motherfuckers that we're not bringing back next year and bring some fucking G Leaguers up, and let's let's try to find some fucking talent. Like I'm tired of looking at these same goofy motherfuckers, like. The, 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 the run is over it's time to move on it's time to move forward it's time to try to move to a new era we gotta let go of whatever these past vibes or whatever were and we gotta find talent and, and try to win basketball games I just want this front office to be serious this offseason man that's all yeah that's all I ask be serious with your job be for real do what you need to do like I said this is exhausting uh, this is the worst this is the worst team since Luca's first playoff year. Like, this is just bad. Um, with that being said, uh, going to go to a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll come back with the closing segments, which includes the outside playoff updates. Right back after these messages. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway. And the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long. So be sure to check DraftKings Sportsbook app every day see what they have in store. Speaking of having things in store, Bibs, we're deep into the tournament, not too deep, but deep enough. 
a couple of upsets so far. Uh, which of these underdog teams have you got your eye on to go deep into the tournament? Well, Reese, I'm looking at the bracket right now. We're, we're recording this on Sunday, so we don't know the matchups yet. But I told you the last time, these SEC teams, look out for them. Just yesterday, we watched Arkansas take down Kansas. That's an eight seed. And I would say that they are a threat to any team they face. Multiple guys that with NBA talent on that team, uh, point guard that, that steadies them and can, can put a, get an ISO and go get a bucket for you. This is a dangerous, dangerous team. And on the other side of the bracket, you've got Tennessee. They're a four seed. I'm going to consider them an underdog as well. They're now going to be facing the winner of the Florida Atlantic and Fairleigh Dickinson game. So they're pretty much a lock, knock on wood, for the Elite Eight. Guys, tennis, those SEC teams, you cannot bet against them. We're looking at potentially looks like three, at least getting to the Elite Eight. I'm excited about it. You should be too. Trust Bibbs enough, I say, put some money line bets on these SEC teams. If you sign up with DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll score $150 in bonus bets. I'm just saying. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. Right now, new, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, look, I know them predictions was trash, all right? But but I cannot be sued if you went and chose them SEC teams. They they folded on your boy. All right. They all folded. And I cannot be held responsible if you decided to take bets on them SEC teams. They call it March Madness for a reason. All right. All right. Back to the show. So we are back uh, after talking about the depressing Mavs. Maybe we can get into some more exciting conversation with the Mavs outside his playoffs going on right now. We are in round two. Four teams are left. It's the final four. Bibbs Agenda versus Bay Area MFFL. Watch the Throne versus Team Coops. Going to switch it up and start with Bibbs' side of the bracket this week. Bibbs got back John Morant and Jalen Brunson. Sort of. Sort of. Eighth seed going up against the fourth seed. Game is close. Bibbs is currently up 1,359 to 1,314. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Now, let's check. Let's see if there's any matchups left tonight. Um, Bibbs currently has Trennan Warford in the third quarter, Shaden Sharp in the third quarter. And that's it. That's all he got left. Um, let's see. Bay Area MFFL. Ooh, Bay Area MFFL has Nas Reed left in the first quarter. I'm going to be honest. It looked like you're moving to the finals. That's crazy. You are going to the finals. Nas Reed is not about to give anybody 40-plus points. That's all he got is Nas Reed? That's all he got is Nas Reed. I mean, has he done it? Like, check Nas Reed in the past, like, week or so. 
he had 47 on the 22nd, but <laughs> you're currently up 45, but you still had his back. So you still have two players playing in the same game with a whole quarter to go. And Shaden Sharp is currently giving you 38. Okay. So the league could grow right now is it's at 56. Now I'm at 46. Sorry. Okay. You're right. I really might be in the championship. You might be in the championship. And who would your opponent be? Pretty sure that's decided already. It looks like Watch the Throne is going to be advancing to the finals over Team Coops. He is up literally 100 points. 1,359 to 1,259. Watch the Throne has no one left playing today. And... Team Coops has two players. He has okay. Hold up. Oh, that's Draymond Green. He got Draymond Green currently <laughs> in the first quarter, and he has Clay Thompson currently in the first quarter. So who knows? I mean, if but, Clay get high from three, Draymond get a bunch of blocks and steals. That's it. That's I, I can't see it happening, but anything is possible, you know. Yeah. But right now, it's looking like the finals is going to be Bibbs Agenda versus Watch the Throne. Bibbs is going to bring home the money. <laughs> I got faith in you, man. You can do this. We believe. Shall I do the tournament challenge? Yes, do the tournament challenge. I saw the screenshot, though. <clears throat> I'm looking real stingy out here. Is what it's <laughs> looking like. They about to think it's rigged, man. You winning the bull leagues. <laughs> Y'all, I'm really competitive out here. I don't think y'all understand. I'm, hey, I'm really, oh really no, competitive. I'm very competitive. Uh, I am currently leading the bracket challenge, folks. Um, with that said, I cannot get any more points. So, if anybody has any remaining teams left, which there's only one or two that I can imagine people would have put picked to go this far. That's the only way I can be beat. Um, I see one person who has UConn in winning the championship. So if UConn gets to the championship, that person would pass me. I see a couple people that have we. There's a few people, but the the one that's in fifth place is the only one that would I uh, would be the winner, I guess, uh, if they have UConn in the championship. I doubt anybody has San Diego State or Florida Atlantic. I did not check every bracket. Anything okay. possible with the somebody might have just picked them because they like the team colors. So the only way that it's not going to be me is if old Spider Pig gets UConn to to uh, the next round. If UConn loses, who's UConn playing? I'm not sure. Let me check. Is it Miami? It might be. I think it's Miami because <clears throat> it's Florida Atlantic versus. Uh, yeah, um, they are playing. What day is it? It would either be probably Friday. UConn's playing Miami. Okay. Saturday. I can't see, I didn't see anybody pick Miami to win a championship, but the only way it wouldn't be him is if somebody has Miami there and it's also within 160 points. So uh, it's very possible that I could win both bracket, both both fantasy challenges to win money, and then uh, we not losing no money. So next love time I'll give y'all say what? Love to see it. <laughs> the next time I'll give y'all a chance to win some money, y'all better tighten up. 
Hey, I'm just letting y'all know the next Mavs Outsiders Fantasy League, I'm going to be back. So it's still going to be two chances for us to keep the money. What's really going to look funny is if we do a basketball league again and both of us make the finals. That's going to be like, all right, hold up now. Something ain't right. (laughs) Oh, boy. Is that all? For the fed for the bracket challenge, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, oh, um, do you need a transition? Is that what you wanted? No, 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 no. I just I, I wasn't sure if you had anything else because you just really got quiet. Um, I was reading this Nakia's tweet about Charlotte having the best defense in the NBA since All Star break. Good for them. I could tell. Or, or maybe the see Madden. how you can just see how you can just find bargain bin bigs and have a defense these days. It's crazy how. They tried to kill the center, but it seems like to be honest, the Charlotte Hornets are idiots because they should have been playing Mark Williams. But that's how it goes, right? Like you got all these veterans, these entrenched players that it's hard to just put somebody in front of. And so they didn't do it quick enough, in my opinion. But they did get rid of Plum Dog Millionaire. And uh... anyway, he called himself that I didn't do that. That's even worse. You didn't see the, any sales nicknames. You didn't see the Plumley rap. You for real? No, I didn't see the Plumley rap. <laughs> he definitely called himself Plum Dog Millionaire. Wow. The, look up the look up the Plumley rap. I will not. You've never. <laughs> I will not. Um. Anyway, he might have been spitting. You never know. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. So the, it's getting really hard to give motherfuckers the unsung hero of the week award, but I can't keep saying no one wins it this week. So unsung hero of the week. I, I'm not about to get into this. It's Jaden Hardy. Uh, Jaden Hardy gets it solo this week after sharing the award with Josh Green last week. Uh, I am giving the award to Jaden Hardy for stepping up when the minutes were given to him, even though the minutes should have been given to him. But that is besides the point. When called upon, he has answered the call, even though they're in losses. Obviously, that doesn't completely fall on him. So his record, I mean, his contribution to the team is still going to go recognized by me. So shout out to Jaden Hardy for winning unsung hero of the week. Speaking of weeks, we're looking forward to next week. Not really looking forward to next week, but we're going to look forward to next week and see what the matchups are. So kicking it to weatherman bibs to tell us the stormy forecast. Hi, Reese. Yeah, you threw me off with that looking forward bullshit. Ain't no damn way we're looking forward to this. Uh, this Mavs team is complete ass cheeks. And uh, so let's look at who we may lose to this week. <laughs> Rolling over into Monday, we're going to face the Indiana Pacers. That's Rick Carlisle's team, in case you didn't know. Will he like to drive that wedge in deeper? Most likely. So we're going to be facing the Pacers tomorrow on the second night of a back-to-back on the road as we travel to Indiana. Then, on Wednesday, no rest for the weary. We're going to Philadelphia, 76ers, MVP, Embiid, looking to cement himself in that conversation, looking to cement his team at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. Probably not going to be a fun night there either. Uh, Then we move forward in the week. 
uh, are we playing Friday? Uh, let's find out. Look, I'm not, I don't have my typical calendar in front of me, so bear with me here. Uh, on Saturday, there we go. We're going to Miami. I'm not going to do the rap. We're going to Miami. It's not going to be a fun trip, though. Uh, well, Luca might get tan on the Miami Sands, and then he's going to get his ass sanded on the court, most likely, because Miami is also playing for something, and we probably won't be by that point in the week. Uh, then finally on Sunday, I guess, another back-to-back to end the week. We go Sunday, Monday to Saturday, Sunday. Going to Atlanta, another uh, team that – did they just pack in all the teams that we have some sort of beef with this week? Is that what so. occurred here? Good God, schedule makers. So we're going to play the Atlanta Hawks. I'm sure Hawk Fan TV is going to love that. Uh, he's been talking – mad recklessly and you know what we deserve it as Mavs fans uh we he's saying everything that we said about Trey Young and you know what he might have a point Mavs Hawks Hawks again are also playing for something Mavs again may not be at that point in the week look four games uh, how you feeling Reese how I'm feeling how you feeling about those four games one and three I don't know what the one win is. It, I'm thinking maybe Indiana or or Atlanta, but right now, to be honest, we can go zero and four. Give me, give me a second. Somebody's at the door. Um, Luca won't be playing on Monday because he got a fucking sixteenth technical today, so he's going to be out Monday against the Pacers. Now, granted, Tyrese Halliburton might be out on the other side for the Pacers uh, due to a health issue as far as an injury. But um, to be honest, that that really doesn't. Hey, guys, it's your boy Optimus Bibbs here making his Mavs Outsiders official debut. Official debut. Now, look. We counted us out before. They said we were dead and gone. And like a phoenix, we rose from the ashes. Like a phoenix, we rose from the ashes. Luca's gonna be out tomorrow. Kyrie is gonna rally the troops. The team is gonna come out firing on all cylinders. They're gonna get a win. In front of Rick Carlisle, they're going to be inspired. They're going to be ready to prove the doubters wrong. Then they're going to go on Wednesday, right? Joel Embiid, he's so scary. No, we're going to foul him out. And we're going to do it again. Luke is going to be dancing on the Liberty Bell. Then we're going to go to Miami. We destroyed them early in the year destroyed them and we're going to do it again we're going to do it again and then we're going to roll into Atlanta we're going to dap up 2 chains. we're going to call him Titty Boy to his face and then we're going to take Trey Young's little goofy ass and sit him down in the corner where he belongs we're going to go 4-0 and this week And all the naysayers, all the doubters, all the people burying us, eulogizing the team. 
they're going to be quiet because they're going to know that the Mavs never say die. MFF Dells for life. I'm out. Ladies and gentlemen, um, did you just go on the mic? Oh my god! Hey, I do what I have to do. Do what I had to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. So I'm so sorry. I did not realize it was him. Actually, you know what? Um, with that being said, uh, we're gonna holler at y'all Monday for the post game recap. Um. Yeah, I I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I I swear I didn't know it was him. I swear I didn't know it was him. I I did not know. I did not expect that. Y'all be blessed, man. Don't stress yourselves out. Um. I can't believe the bullshit that just occurred on this podcast. Um, I never thought this day would come where I would have to deal with this shit on the podcast. Um, as if this day could not get any worse. As if it could not get any worse. This this is the shit I have to. This is so unprofessional. This is so unprofessional. I I like I said I I did not realize it was him. Um, two and two. One and three. I don't even remember what I was saying before that motherfucker decided to barge in on the mic and, and talk like this is his fucking podcast. So um, we will holler at y'all. T- Are we doing a recap tomorrow night? Uh, I guess. I'll be home. And it's a seven o'clock game, ain't it? If it's a seven o'clock game, then yeah, we, 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 can, we can make that happen. Um, yeah, we'll holler at y'all tomorrow for the post-game recap. Hopefully it's a dub, but I'm going to be honest. I, I won't care either way. Um, with that being said, y'all enjoy y'all week. Y'all enjoy y'all day whenever y'all listening to this. Peace. 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 Nugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frost Box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last. 